Hello and welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Tozak, women's transformation coach, breathwork facilitator, and embodiment mentor. Here to guide you on the journey of coming home to who you truly are so that you can live a life as the most authentic, abundant, and aligned version of you. By listening to this podcast, you will gain more self-awareness, break past your subconscious blocks, fear-based stories, and limitations that are holding you back from living the life that you truly desire. You can expect to walk away feeling more connected and aligned with your purpose, your body, and your authentic self. We will be having conversations about everything energy, mindset, emotional intelligence, shadow and inner child work, and the conversations that you need to hear to take a look within and reclaim yourself as a powerful being and conscious creator. By listening to this podcast, you will learn practical and implementable tools to help you create your life by design and not by default. I am so excited to have you here today. Now let's dive in. Hello, my friends. I am so excited to share today's episode with you. I had the pleasure of interviewing and coaching a guest on today's podcast. This podcast, she brought to me the challenges that she was having with people pleasing. And so this podcast will be really beneficial for you if you have struggled or currently are struggling with people pleasing tendencies. Maybe you have a hard time setting boundaries or even knowing how to set proper boundaries. And if you feel like even though you have done so much work on people pleasing, there's still this underlying need to express yourself through other people or to feel like you need to meet your needs through other people or even meet their needs before actually meeting your own. And so in today's episode, we helped our caller identify the difference in her body when making decisions based on honoring herself first and foremost and then identifying when she's making decisions that are less self-honoring and more for meeting her inner people pleaser we also helped her uncover what the driving factor behind her people pleasing behavior is and how she can implement proper boundaries and make self-supporting decisions and what she can do to make sure that she's meeting her own needs instead of outsourcing her needs, which is the direct reason behind people-pleasing. And so if you resonated with this episode and you are wanting to be coached on this kind of process, maybe you have tendencies of people pleasing, maybe you have procrastination tendencies, maybe you have the desires and the conscious wanting of something, but underneath the surface, you're not quite knowing what's actually getting in the way. I am offering once a month coaching sessions to be coached live on the podcast, and then you actually get supported afterwards, two weeks follow up to make sure that you are implementing everything that came up on the podcast episode. And so if this is something that resonates with you, you can apply using the link in the show notes below. And if there's a podcast episode available, you can be supported by me one-on-one. And so I'm gonna get right into today's episode. Here and welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. It's my absolute pleasure. I'm so excited to have you here today. So how can I support you? What is it that you are needing coaching on today? Yes. So I grew up with a lot of people-pleasing tendencies. 
of doing all the things that other people wanted me to do and all the things that I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm really in the space of trying to trust myself that I'm making the right decisions for me and not from an outside influence. So it's been really hard coming out of that and really feeling confident in my decisions and not focusing on others' opinions. I love that. I love that. So it's a really, really empowering place to be in. I'm curious how that's been showing up for you in your life so far. What kind of things have you implemented as practices and where do you feel like you're meeting the most challenge Ooh, great question. I think that journaling and reflecting and just noticing that I'm am or I'm not doing that is like a really good place that I'm in. But where I get like challenged and caught up is actually like in the decision, second guessing myself, questioning whether I'm doing this for me or if it's actually for an outside influence. And I think I really get clouded in that sense of like, oh, am I going against the grain just to go against the grain or am I actually doing this for me? Mm. That makes sense. (laughs) Absolutely does make sense. Yeah. So I'd love to start first and foremost, if you reflect back on your life and kind of like some major or even minor decisions that you've made that you can identify were for sure people pleasing did you notice anything about kind of like the way your body or your mind responded either before during or after the decision it felt much so the decisions that I was doing just for me felt a lot lighter and more expansive and exciting and like you know that like jitteriness you get when you're like getting ready to get on a plane or like go somewhere or something like that and then the other decisions were more of like out of obligation so feeling like oh I'll just I'll just do this one thing or I'll I'll just complete this one thing and it felt more like slow or like resistance almost but only in hindsight looking back on them if that makes some sense (laughs) so in the moment it was like yep I'll do this great amazing wonderful whatever and then looking back on it questioning it and reflecting on it and thinking like oh no this probably wasn't the best decision for me because I was only doing it for whomever or whatever (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then how do you know, uh, looking back on those decisions, that they were people-pleasing and out of obligation rather than something that you wanted to do in in a helping form? Yeah, I think the biggest key for me was feeling the regret after. Like, oh, I actually regret doing that because I wish I would have done something that was more in alignment with me or would make me happier or just from a place of like I should have done something else so feeling that disappointment with myself that I didn't choose me and I chose someone else okay that's beautiful so in in summary it's like the decisions that are in alignment with you you notice that they feel really expansive and exciting and good and light 
Whereas the ones that are in more of a people pleasing tendency is out of obligation and you feel a lot of resistance and regret more after the fact. And it's because you feel like you're making that decision for someone else rather than it's something that is true to you. Would you say that's accurate? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So first and foremost, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And I'd love to ask you, what kind of work have you kind of done so far in regards to boundaries and values? Uh, first off, it would be knowing my values, so like recognizing. Mm-hmm. I did this a long time ago, an exercise that I found, and it was super helpful of what my values actually were and identifying that and then noticing that I haven't been making any decisions based on my values. Mm-hmm. And that was like when I first noticed and first reflected like, hey, I'm people pleasing. Hey, I'm actually not doing xyz for the proper reasons i'm only doing it for outside reasons so that was a big game changer for me is just knowing my values and recognizing like i'm not following them at all and so that was like one of my first major big life decisions that came with a lot of resistance but excitement and Mm -hmm. resistance from others not from me (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then as for boundaries that's a tough one for me Um, basically just trying to figure out how to set proper boundaries has just been very difficult in general. (laughs) And yeah, I think it comes up with a lot of that people pleasing and wanting to take, like, take a step back from my boundaries and not in place them because I'm people pleasing. So again, making those decisions from outside influences rather than, from a place of like, this is important for me and this is not going to make me happier it is or this is not the best decision because I'm not doing it out of a place of my happiness or what the best, what is the best thing for me. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So you're aware, you're aware of what your values are. Do you mind sharing them with us and seeing like how they show up in your current life? Yes. So my top values are health, 1000%, freedom, and then wealth and almost accomplishment in a sense, if that makes sense. So yeah. And like that, I think is where the people pleasing comes in because a sense of accomplishment is immediately gratified when you're people pleasing. So it's like a double-edged sword in a sense so yeah yeah okay so let's dive into the accomplishment so that's that's something that you highly value and like you said it's it's immediately gratified by something that you do for someone else and then they can reward you and say I'm so happy that you did this or you're so amazing um in what ways do you honor and celebrate the accomplishments that you do yourself that's the thing I don't often. And I think that's where the problem comes in. So a lot of the time I'm downgrading my accomplishments that I've done for myself. Like, oh, I've gone to the gym every single day this week or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. I'm downgrading it because, oh, I could have been doing something else or I could have been doing this or, oh, I wish I would have done this for myself instead. Even though I did do it, it, it's more of like that negative self-talk of recognizing like, 
I'm, I am doing something good for myself, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, I could have done better. Mm. That's where I'm like, not really recognizing it in the same way as the gratification from others. Yeah. So let's just say you are two people right now. You have you as yourself, and then you've got this version of you. And you can even imagine yourself as someone else that you admire and appreciate, and that whenever you get uh, praise from them, you feel really good. Can you think of anyone or kind of imagine that? Yes. Okay. And so I want you to imagine that this person is watching you work out, watching you get up, watching you go to the gym, watching you do work. But they're speaking to you the way that you've been speaking about yourself. How would that feel? Oh, I'd feel so bad. (laughs) Terrible. Like, wow, you're so mean. Yeah. Okay. So now I want you to imagine that they are instead speaking to you the way that they do generally praise you and the way that feels really, really good for you, but celebrating you for the things that you were doing, like getting up, going to the gym, doing your work, accomplishing your goals. How would that feel? So much better and like amazing and nice and good and positive (laughs) and just like increasing my energy. Yes, exactly. Okay. So one of the ways that you can implement this is like, number one, we're always our own worst critics continually, but it's because we're continually conditioned into looking at ourselves through more of a negative lens. And then we're always feeling like we're not doing enough or we're not doing good enough, or we could be doing better. And we're constantly trying to one up ourselves, which is healthy in a sense, But then it gets to the point where if you're constantly diminishing yourself or belittling yourself and putting yourself down, you're never going to feel that validation that is required to feel really good about accomplishment. And so accomplishment is really nothing without celebration, right? Yes. So what I want to invite you into is celebrating yourself continually. And it's going to feel kind of challenging in the beginning because your brain is in this pattern of instead of celebrating yourself, you're kind of more so downplaying yourself. And so it's going to feel kind of resistant. So the exercise that we just did where you imagined this person outside of you, you can imagine in your mind after you complete something that they are praising you or celebrating you. But what you can also do is because you're doing these things for yourself and it's not providing you with a sense of like people pleasing to anyone other than yourself. But what you, what you receive from people pleasing is you're meeting the need of validation, which is a valid need. And you're, you're having that being met by someone else, but it's not entirely being met by yourself. And so you, you got to work into getting into the pattern of creating self-validation, which is sometimes pretty challenging when you're in the, in the pattern of invalidating yourself. So what you can do is number one, you want to start with self-validation and self-celebration. But if you have someone in your life who is in your best interest, who loves you, cares about you, wants to celebrate you, what you can do is ask them, say like, hey, what I'm really needing is praise and validation right now. Can you celebrate with me for these things that I did? Oh, I love that. 
That feels so nice. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, because then it's like you are getting what you need and you're not you're not going in the opposite of what what you're trying to overcome, which is the people pleasing. So instead of you looking to do something for someone else so they validate you, you do the things for you, but you're getting all of your needs met. So does that all make sense? Yes. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So can you think of someone in your life that you could invite into this kind of experience? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah. Perfect. So what I'm going to invite you to do is after this call, you're going to reach out to them and say like, Hey, I came to this realization that I'm in need of more celebration. So would you be open to celebrating with me some of my accomplishments? And you guys can set up either like a daily or a weekly or a monthly kind of like celebration meeting where you just like basically blurt out all of the things that you are so freaking proud of and you can you can do this with each other or you can just get the validation from them because I'm thinking that for you if you have the people pleasing you'll probably want to please them and do the same but you kind of want to not intermesh the relationship and kind of in the beginning just make it a little bit more about you so you can get that internal like okay my needs are being met and I don't have to do anything for this person in order for me to feel like I'm being validated do you see what I'm saying there yeah like instead of like more focusing on the celebrations for myself whereas I would probably have a tendency to be like oh but what did you do this week yeah amazing was your week so yeah Yeah, exactly exactly and it's like you can get into that but in the beginning like really making it about you because what you're wanting to show yourself is that I am worthy of being celebrated and for my accomplishments without needing to do anything for anybody else yeah and that would be a little bit hard (laughs) it feels like an edge right now like it feels exciting yeah at the same time like that okay I'll I'll try (laughs) yeah so what feels like the like the resistance is it feeling like it's like what's the resistance showing up for you now uh, the, like, actually asking them, even though I'm sure they'll be, like, overly happy and, like, want to do it, but at the same time, like, ooh, having that conversation would be a little bit not difficult, but it feels a little bit on edge, or not on edge, but, like, it's a little bit of resistance is coming up, I should say. Yeah. Okay. So that resistance, let's, let's give it a voice. What is it? What is it saying? What's the story that it's telling you? Uh, The first story that came up is, oh, why can't you just do this yourself? So that, but obviously I'm not doing that for myself. So I need that. And then the second story or the second little voice that came up was, "Mm, that's like, feels out of my comfort zone to ask for someone to celebrate me even though I don't do it already (laughs) yeah yeah and how do you usually relate to getting out of your comfort zone what usually helps you the most oh that's a great question um writing about it so journaling making Mm -hmm. sure that I analyze like all the fears 
that are invalid, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So would are you open to kind of dispelling the fears here? Or does that feel like something you'd rather do with your journal? Yeah, I'll do it. Okay, let's hear them. <laughs> okay. First fear would be an, an invalid fear of that's not an okay thing to do, which it totally is a fine thing to ask for someone to help celebrate you. Uh, second fear would be will I be able to articulate it well or will I just feel embarrassed? Which, again, not a very good fear because I feel totally comfortable with this person. So I should never feel embarrassed to talk about that or ask for a celebration of my accomplishment. And then from there, the fears would be, will they say no? Should there be a fear of that? Probably not because I would hope that they wouldn't say no. And I don't think that they would. That's why I'm choosing this person. Yeah. Yeah. Like someone that you trust, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So do those feel like all of the fears or is there anything else hiding in there? I think the judgment would be a fear as well. Again, from that outside influence of, is this an okay thing to ask? Um, is this something that will they be judging me for it? And unlikely they would not. But I think that deep down that inner critic of myself is saying like, you can't do this because you're a people pleaser or this would not please them. And asking for that support and celebration is kind of going against the grain of the people pleasing that I've been so conditioned mm. to have and be. Yeah, yeah. Do you have anyone in your life that, or even not in your immediate life, but people that you maybe like follow or look up to that have really strong boundaries who have overcome the people pleasing pattern? Oh yes, 100% I follow a few of yeah. these people on Instagram. <laughs> Okay, perfect, perfect. So I want you to start by like using them as an example for you to shift your shift your identity around the way that you're relating to the people pleaser because your inner critic is essentially like your ego and your ego wants to maintain your personality, your personality being the persona that you've developed and what you've been told and seen is to be true, quotation marks, about yourself. And so when we have the identity and we tell ourselves like, I am a people pleaser and I'm, I'm always a people pleaser. I've always been this way. Our ego is going to do everything to maintain that. So, which is why you're experiencing such great resistance right now going against the grain. And so it's important that you first and foremost, separate the identity of the people pleaser from who you are. Cause the identity is not the true you. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So when you notice yourself saying something or even hearing your inner critic say, well, I'm a people pleaser, you can immediately reframe it by saying, in the past, I have people pleased. Oh, that's very helpful. Yeah, because then you look at it as a singular event or events rather than an entirety of who you are. So Mm -hmm. then that way it starts to 
dissipate the energy from it being like, this is who I am. Cause your ego is like, well, this is who I am. And I have to do everything to maintain who I am. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's where a lot of the ego comes in, right? Where it's like protecting that version of yourself. Whereas that's what I would like to come out of and be free from. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so like, think about the freedom of you on the other side. Think of the people who you know, who have overcome the people pleasing persona how do you think that they think about themselves? Like they probably don't tell themselves anymore that I'm a people pleaser. They could say something like, I am someone who has strong boundaries or I am someone who stands in my truth or I am someone who celebrates my accomplishments. Like those kind of identities so that your ego has something else to latch onto and identify with that reflects who you are desiring to be. So what do you yeah. imagine that would sound like? I imagine it would sound very confident mm -hmm. and unwavering and at the same time i would love to identify as someone who has strong boundaries who has a like shield around them that doesn't who isn't affected by outside influence so i would love to be that person that is confident in their decisions and celebrates their own accomplishments rather than the person that is always looking for outside validation and always looking to feel approved by others. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to um, frame this also by adding in that looking like not looking for, but asking for outside validation can actually be a really healthy thing especially when you're when you're asking for it like you're going to be because you're claiming it you're claiming it rather than it claiming you and so you're taking that aspect of you out of the shadow and saying like this is a need that I have and I'm going to, I'm going to, instead of having shame around it, I'm going to have celebration around it and honor that it's okay for me to need validation and it's okay for me to need reassurance, but I'm going to meet this need by claiming it and asking for it, which, which directly rates in, relates into you having the confident persona, the confident voice being confident and strong in your boundaries because you're saying what you need and that within itself is you honoring yourself rather than feeding the people pleaser wow that's powerful like really powerful yeah yeah and on top of that too I want you to look into kind of like deep within you and think think or feel is there a version of me that exists within myself, within a reality that is confident, who has strong boundaries, who isn't continually affected by external circumstances and people. And just letting me know if there is, if there, if that does exist. Oh, 100%. And it's funny because I feel that I have gone into that person and then out of that person and then into that person. And at this point in time, I'm out of that version of myself. And that's where it's like really getting back into the trusting is hard because these past versions of myself 
were so confident and didn't really care what people think. And then they, and then I went back into the, oh, I absolutely care what people think. And I absolutely want to people please and help. So yes, <laughs> the answer is yes. I know that exists, Yeah, but it's so hard to be in the place of not, <laughs> if that makes sense. It does. Well, I'd like to ask too, does it feel like it exists on a past timeline or a future timeline? Mm -hmm. For sure, both. <laughs> both. Okay. So what we have a tendency to do sometimes is that when we have these previous versions of us that have been confident and celebratory and outspoken and not caring what people think and not doing the things, a lot of the time we want to go back but it takes us away from the qualities that we're embodying in the present so instead of looking at who you used to be and desiring to be that again think of going upward or forward however you relate to time and imagining yourself as the future version of you who embodies the qualities of the embodied boundaries and strong in her voice and doesn't people please and then the more that you connect with that version which is what you've done in the past right anytime we're self-creating mm -hmm. we're always we're always embodying qualities of who we desire to be in the present moment and the more you do that the more it shifts you from the current reality of feeling feeling kind of like you're back and forth and completely shifting into the timeline and the energy of the version of you that is confident and who has the boundaries and who speaks her truth and who doesn't people please. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So well, one of my favorite exercises to do is either, have you ever done like future self journaling before? A little bit, but again, it feels like an edge. So I think, okay. or maybe I've been doing it wrong or maybe not wrong, but maybe it just wasn't clear. Okay. What this future version was. <laughs> yeah. um, what does it look like in practice as of right now? Like I can't even remember the last time I did it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's okay. So the way that I really like to do it is anytime that I'm, wanting to embody new qualities or kind of tap into a higher reality is I first and foremost, I go into a visualization process and I'm sure that at points in your life, you've visualized and kind of imagined yourself as like the best version of you. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you kind of like go into that reality and you see yourself there. And one of the things that I really like to do is First and foremost, I like to imagine like the reality around me. What do I see around me? What's the environment that I'm in? In this environment. And then I imagine myself going into like the mirror and I look, how am I holding myself? How am I carrying myself? How am I seeing myself? And what are the thoughts that I have about who I am as a person? And then I notice how all of that manifests as my identity of who I've become. And then from there, you can kind of like feel into what the qualities or identities are that you've embodied. And so that would be something like, I am 
you know, I'm living in this beautiful home that is overlooking the lake and it's surrounded by trees. And I wake up every morning and when I look at myself in the mirror, I feel confident and peaceful and happy and grateful. And whenever I have challenging experiences, I handle them with ease and grace. And in the midst of hard conversations, I make sure that I breathe and I calm myself down and I respond with intentionality and like kind of going through telling yourself a story of who you imagine this version relates to life. Wow, that sounds magical. It's pretty freaking magical. Yeah, because yeah, then you tell yourself the story and we know that our ego loves the story. So if you get if you get wrapped into that story and you tell it to yourself consistently, it ends up becoming your story. And especially if you're telling it from first person. So we know that the future self exists on like in a reality that is now it's just not right now in this moment the way that we bring it into the now is by being that version of us now but we have to figure out like first and foremost that version of ourselves exists in the now but not right now and the way that we make it happen now is by embodying the qualities of that version of us now. But first we have to figure out what those qualities are and who that version of us is. And then by doing that, we can start to be that version of us and bring that reality a lot closer. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> so would that just yeah. look like visualizing or could that be like writing my journal or... So really good question. Qualities. (laughs) Yeah, really good question. So what I like the starting point of what I like to do is kind of like I was walking you through, you witness yourself in this reality that you imagine yourself in, and then you notice what's around you. And then you go into like a mirror and you notice yourself and then you start to notice everything about you in this future, I'm quotation future place where you have these qualities and you kind of like watch yourself go throughout the day you do is you can actually like write it down and write down what you saw so if you are someone who's more um you like to be more written then that's a really good way of you referencing to it and then what you can do is actually like speak it out loud as if it's already true and the way i like to do this is by either reading what I wrote and recording myself so that I can listen to it again and then keep telling myself that story because then that story becomes embedded in your subconscious and then once it's a part of your subconscious then it's a part of who you are yeah I get that you get that that's awesome yeah that'd be super helpful Okay, so that would be the piece of homework that I would have for you is number one, you're going to reach out to your friend and, and ask for the celebration and ask for like to be with me in the celebration. So does that feel doable for you? Yes. Perfect. And the other bit is you're going to do the future self meditation and either you can do it visualization or you can imagine yourself and then write it down in your journal. 
Um, the other way that you can do it is by visualizing and recording yourself just to hear yourself out loud. So kind of like choosing whichever one feels the most um, resonant with you. So which one would you say that would be for you? For sure, the writing. For yeah, sure, the writing. Everything. Yeah. Perfect. So, so like you're visualizing and then writing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you're going to write yourself your story. Perfect. And then the other bit is when you are making your decisions and you are kind of like, well, is this people pleasing or is this like me actually staying in alignment with yourself? You're going to reference back to what your values are. So you said your values are like accomplishment, wealth, freedom, and health. And so a question I like to ask myself is, is this in alignment with me honoring accomplishment? And is this accomplishment coming from my own accomplishment or is this coming from the need to be validated for accomplishing something for somebody else? That's a great question. Perfect. Perfect. Wow. Okay, I have to write that one down for sure. (laughs) Amazing. Well, this was so helpful. I'm already feeling more confident. Yay! Oh, I love that. And I feel that these are all doable and I will be doing my homework right away. (laughs) Good. Good. Is there anything else I can support you with or any other questions you have about this? Um, I don't think so. It's just like a matter of putting it into practice, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so the thing that I want to support you with is holding you accountable to ensuring that you're getting your homework done is I'm going to send you an email with everything afterwards. And then I'm also going to send you a link to a follow-up call with me so that in two weeks time, we can check in with each other and see how everything went. If there's anything else that came up for you, or if there's any resistance that you had to doing any of these pieces of homework. So it gives you that timeline to get shit done in between. Amazing. That's so helpful. Thank you so much for this. This was wonderful. My pleasure. Thank you so much for your courage and your bravery and like using your voice to share with people. I feel like this will be really valuable. And so I just want to thank you for coming on the show today as well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thank you, my dear. All right, my love, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that this was helpful for you and that this coaching experience even brought some things to light in the way that you're relating to your inner people pleaser and maybe some patterns and what's driving the needs and the desires and the behaviors underneath the surface. And so if today's episode was helpful for you, I would love, love, love to know what landed, what hit home, and if there was anything that you took away from the episode. I love to hear from you guys about what your experience was and what your takeaways were. And so if you feel called to leave a five-star review on iTunes, I love to read them. And as a thank you to you for sharing the show, rating the show, and just being part of listening to the show, I offer my listeners a free 30-minute coaching session. And if this is something that you would like to do, just make sure that before you submit the review on iTunes, that you take a screenshot of it and send it to me on Instagram. And then that way we can set you up with your own personal deep dive coaching session. And that is everything that I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode.